Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland, a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, it's good to talk to you again. Um, I am going to be covering some spooky back roads for you. Uh, I don't know where you live, um, but where I live and work is in Appalachia. And I typically work later into the evening and sometimes the night um, just because of the young clientele I work with. And so They really usually need evening hours for after school time and stuff like that. So by the time I'm ready to drive home, it's dusk or later. So on the one hand, it's really beautiful. I have, I get to see the sunsets and the, um, the beautiful mountain peaks and like every season is just so gorgeous, um, especially in that kind of lighting. Then on the other hand, there's lots of winding back roads that make me kind of do a double take or wonder what lives in the woods. I know, um, especially at nighttime or even even just during dusk with the elongated shadows and there are creatures in there. Like I constantly have to be on the watch for deer so that I don't accidentally hit one or one doesn't jump out in front of me or um, just like little little animal creatures that like to try and cross the road um, before bedtime but even into the night those nocturnal beings that wander around I'll sometimes catch like these little things out of the corner of my eye and I'm not sure exactly what it is it's pretty spooky it makes me really thankful that I'm like in my car Um, but it makes me wonder what if the road that I was driving on was haunted sometimes that does come to mind for me of like is that an animal or is that a haunt? So I'm going to be talking about two roads that are rumored to be haunted um, and then the truth behind those rumors. The first one I'm going to cover is Riverdale Road in Colorado. Riverdale Road is 11 miles. It goes from Brighton to Thornton Um, People have reported many different sightings of strange events on there. Some uh, report orbs that follow their cars. Um, Sometimes people will see outlines or silhouettes of people doing different things, sometimes walking, sometimes hitchhiking. It'll change depending on what they see and depending on the person's retelling of that event. Some people report feeling immense dread particularly on the west side of the road it's very winding and dark and um there have actually been many crashes some fatal on this particular stretch of road there are many urban legends for this stretch of road one is that there was a jogger who was allegedly struck and killed and now can be sometimes seen jogging on the road and tapping on car doors and windows. Um, 
though what's strange is that there's no such account of an actual person dying that way that has been recorded. Another is that there's a phantom Camaro that blinds you with its high beams and will rev its engine and even like lurch out to you. And I'm not sure like what becomes of this high beam Camaro. I don't know if it disappears before it crashes into you, if it does crash into you, like if it's more corporeal, I'm not sure. Um, but that's some badass ghost shenanigans right there. Um, there are also sometimes visions of bodies that hang from the trees during the full moon. Some say that on a particular part of the road, that specifically like at the end, I believe, that there was a man who was said to have gone mad and burnt down his home, burning his family alive. The whole um, house burning down thing for the um, David Wolpert house, the man who apparently went mad, is said to have, he was said to have decided to set his house on fire because he um, was tricked or um, seduced by a deal with the devil and that he told him like oh if you do these things I'm telling you to do then you will become rich or famous or live forever or whatever the promise was and it started with little things and then it ramped up to him um, killing his entire family and burning his house to the ground that was one of the theories anyway. Though the truth behind this particular legend is a bit different. They're actually talking about the David Wolpert house or Volpert house. Um, in truth, technically there was a fire at 1am on November 28th in 1975. It's 9190 Riverdale Road. It's a two story brick home. It was built back in like the 1960s and quote only the walls of the main building and one smaller structure in the rear end quote was burned however no one was harmed in fact there was no one even in the home at all so people wonder you know what actually happened to cause this like story of this madman who burnt down his family in this house well, on May 1975, a chicken house was burned down, luckily empty, no fried chickens. Um, and I just like <laughs> have to have a side note about chickens for a second. So we have 11 chickens. Um, and uh, before we had, uh, uh, what was it? Five? Well, it was six and then one lived to be very, very old, confetti, and she passed away. Unfortunately, she was so cute. She had like a big poof on her head and um, little white speckles on her black feathers. She was such a good chicken. She lived to be like eight or nine years old. Like she was an old chicken. Um, but uh, so now I guess we're down to five and out of those five one of them is a roof a rooster named griffin and he's kind of a jerk <laughs> um he kind of has a napoleon complex um so there's that 
but we were like, oh, well, he sometimes gets a little bit rude. And all the stuff that we read about helping roosters calm down a bit was them having more chickens to like watch over and protect. So we decided to get um, more chicks. And out of those chicks, one of them unfortunately passed away. Um, little Pogo. She was very cute. Um, another one. And then we had, I think, six leftovers. So overall, we have 11. Wow, I'm doing math right now. <laughs> it's strangely hard to do this um, off the top of my head. But it's funny because out of those six new chicks, uh, two of them are definitely roosters. <laughs> and one of them we're suspecting, like one more extra the third uh we're expecting to be a rooster because that one is a naked neck silky and just to give you a visual um <laughs> we have two naked neck silkies now um this is turning into the most intense math problem <laughs> i've ever established but um silkies are the types of chicken that are just like giant puffs they like can't fly they look like a muppet basically they have feathers like that just puff out they're super super soft which is why they're called silkies um but a naked neck or a showgirl those are the two different names for it is exactly what it sounds like where there's no feathers on their neck so this one is like a slate gray or considered blue silky and she's really pretty i hope it's a girl because we don't need any more roosters um but uh she is, I named her Georgette because for any of you who have watched Oliver and Company, that was like my jam when I was a kid. I would watch that every single day. It was Oliver and Company and Alice in Wonderland that was just like con me constantly. Oh, Mulan. Oh my God. When that came out later. Oh, anyway. So I don't go down a Disney rabbit hole here. Oh, actually, that would be cool if I did an episode dedicated to like creepy Disney World stories. I'm just going to mark that down. <laughs> but um there's this poodle um named Georgette. Um and she is with that traditional standard poodle cut where there's like a poof on her head and then like a poof on her chest and legs and and tail and stuff. Um so I named this blue um, naked neck silky that as well because there's like no fluff on her neck it's just like a stick of a neck and then just puff everywhere else like you can't even see her face <laughs> like her beak is covered in puff I actually need to give her like a slight haircut um a little styling but that one might be a rooster because she has an unusually deep um cluck um and she sometimes holds out the cluck kind of long which makes me wonder if she's like making a cockadoodle do sound i don't know we'll have to see we'll just have to see but all of that explanation and i could if anyone is actually curious about this subject um i would love to tell you about all the different kinds of um uh, show chickens we have because they're fancy chickens they're not like chicken chickens um and if anyone uh wants to talk about their bird friends or their bird pets I would love to hear about them 
Um, I love getting emails about that kind of stuff. Like it just brightens my day. And I love hearing about people's like farmettes or whatever. I mean, it doesn't even have to be limited to birds. Like tell me about your animals, please. Any kind of fin, fur, feathers, scales. I want to know about them. Um, But anyway, this was all just to say I was super relieved that in May of 1975, just the chicken house that was empty, no chickens were harmed, um, burnt down. And after that chicken house was burnt down, the health department determined that the not just like that the entire home itself was a fire hazard and a danger to the community. So the person who owned it, David Wolpert, actually was ordered to dismiss tenants within the month and that people weren't allowed to live there because he was renting out this property. People weren't allowed to live there until it was no longer hazardous or dangerous to live in. Um, But because no one lived there, and I guess he didn't work on it, um, there was a ton of vandalism. But that's why when the big fire happened, um, they think it's because someone said it. Now, I believe um, that now, I don't even think that the house is still standing or maybe just the shell of the Wolpert house is still standing, but now it's the site of the Pelican Ponds open space. And that just sounds so lovely to me. But going back to just having this winding back road, no street light. I mean, I'm sure if you live in a rural setting, there's never streetlights. Like, I'm not used to streetlights, but for if you live in a more suburban or urban setting, then you would be like, gasp, no streetlights. But no, no streetlights, winding road. It's in like a desolate area where there aren't many people around or living close together that this kind of winding road, especially when there actually have been crashes there, it makes sense why this old road ended up having several spooky rumors surrounding it. And it is possible that some of the activity um, that some ghost hunters pick up are valid in on this particular road. Another spooky road is called the Little Girl on Knock Knock Road in Michigan. So Knock Knock or Strasburg Road, it's near the Pulaski, Osborne, and Van Steuben area. So the legend, there's two legends um, surrounding this particular entity that apparently shows up. And then I'll also get into the truth of it as well. But there's a legend that there was a little girl back in the 1940s. She was on her way home and was killed. Um, Some say that she was riding her bike. Others say she was just walking. Um, But and they don't say how she was killed, whether it was a hit and run or whether it was an abduction. No one's sure. But it's now said that her ghost haunts drivers searching for the one who killed her. And it's really sad because it's said that she waits on the side of the road and and is looking very forlorn and she waits for a driver to pull over. But then she taps on the driver's side window like she she somehow super fast almost like speed runs or teleports over to the other side. So even though you're looking at her in the passenger side, she 
is suddenly tapping on the um, driver's side of the window. And then when you're, you try to help her, she fades into the night. Or if you're screaming or afraid, she'll just fade into the night. It doesn't matter your response. She just fades away. Another legend is that a group of teenagers were joyriding and they crashed into a telephone pole. And it's said that their cries weren't heard by anybody because it was so late at night slash early in the morning and that they burned to death in their car. And so, you know, there's lots of fire and brimstone with this per- these particular roads, isn't there? I also wanted to point out that the whole jogger in the previous one of a Riverdale road has that whole tapping on the window when whether you're pulled over or whether you're driving at regular speed. That's so scary to think about. Like you're looking to the one side and hearing taps on the other. That would be really unnerving. And so it's interesting that that in particular is what is consistent between the two. That and the fire. I think that's really interesting that like when you think of these old roads that don't have many people living on them, it's like, oh, is someone going to hurt me and no one know or is something going to catch on fire and people aren't going to get there in time? And I think that goes back to people's innate fears of like, disaster and asking for help and not being in a place where they can get help. However, the truth behind Knock Knock Road is that there really hasn't been any reports of fatal car accidents, which makes these sightings that much more chilling, in my opinion, because just because there aren't any reports doesn't mean it didn't happen. Or if it didn't happen, what is this entity that's trying to use human compassion or human fears to their advantage, if there even is one. But there's so many reports, it's kind of, it would be kind of weird if that wasn't actually happening. It also makes me realize that maybe there's a reason I get the chills when I'm driving home, when I'm on these back roads that you basically have to drive in the middle because on one side the road is eroding on and on the other side um, there's like a cliff or, or there's like mountainside that I'd want to avoid. Um, it also comes to mind of like, there are things that happen in rural communities that are never fully understood and that can go kind of under the radar because it's less populated And there's more room for creatures and entities to thrive in environments like that. It makes me speculate on if, you know, I were a ghostly entity, I would want to be in a place that isn't as populated um, and where there couldn't be as much proof of my existence. And on my drives home, it, I do constantly wonder, like, could there be a crazy driver? Could there be something in the wooded shadows? Could there be the devil himself in front of the gates of hell? Who knows? This also makes me wonder about not just roads that might be haunted, but there are tons and tons of trails all throughout Appalachia. I mean, oh my god, like the Appalachian Trail. (laughs) Like, 
Hello. That's like the biggest, most well-known one. (laughs) So there's that one. Um, But also there are tons of little ones. And um, I even unfortunately knew of people personally who got lost in the woods and were never seen again or only remains were found later. And even one uh, that was murdered there, unfortunately. Um, And it's just like really scary because on the one hand, it can be this beautiful, like mountainous, gorgeous terrain on these trails that you can take your horses out on that I've ridden my horse on that I've gone on these adventures. But I've also seen some things out there that were very, very scary, or made me wonder what I was looking at. And if I saw was real. I mean, Um, there's too many of those kinds of encounters for me to note. But the one thing that was really pretty, this is more a trail thing than a, um, well, I guess from the road I saw it, there was something in the woods um, from the main road, I was riding my horse on the main road. Um, I know that sounds dangerous. Um, It really isn't. It's one of those roads where uh, it's more of like a lane Uh, where I could take like a three hour nap in the middle of the road and nothing would happen. (laughs) Like there's no one out there. It's just hay fields. Um, And I saw something in the woods and wanted to see what was, what it was. And so I rode my horse spec at the time. He was a, and my rodeo horse, my leopard Appaloosa. So handsome. Um, He's since passed. He lived to be like 32, no 31 almost 32. It was, he was an old man. Um, he was an old guy. He was a great horse. Um, but I rode him out into, to follow this thing. He, he and I were very in tune with each other. And so we tentatively went into the woods and we ended up finding a herd of deer, which that like already is really beautiful when you see like these animals in their natural habitat and they're just like relaxed and stuff but the part that's even more stunning is that we actually found an albino buck and he just like looked gorgeous it was just like this beautiful like there's all these does and the light was coming through the trees and those like rays and um there were little babies and stuff and there was this buck there and it would just it just felt like I had stumbled on something magical and maybe I had, maybe I had, that's a more positive, um, one of my encounters in the woods, real or maybe otherworldly, um, of all my background, that one, it stays close to my heart as one of the most beautiful things I'd seen. But I think that it's natural to question what lives out on these roads. I think it's natural to, keep your guard up, especially at dusk and the evening, nighttime, things like that, and wonder what else is out there. And if I need help, could someone help me? So stay safe out there in the woods. If you live in the woods, (laughs) stay safe no matter where you live. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you like this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. 
If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Holloverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible, and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.